When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have two things we're going to talk about. Um, I, before we get into that, I should say, I just wrote up the basically the written version of the podcast from yesterday talking about Josh Chandler's tomato. Um, I pulled a bunch of clips. I think there's, what, probably, I guess I can check real quick, um, probably like 12 clips in there. Um, so if you want to see him actually play, um, this would be a pretty good way to do it. Nine, at least 12, um, 12, exactly 12, exactly. So plug in that real quick. And now I can say we've got two things we're going to talk about today. So you may remember on yesterday's podcast, I said that today we're going to talk about the basketball court and I wasn't worried about talking about it yesterday because we knew that there was no real time rush to talk about our predictions for the court. Uh, and the reason for that is because they have to put the whole court in and all that sort of stuff before they could post pictures and do that sort of thing. Well, Brian Howell, being the reporter that he is, talked to uh, not Brent DePape, Jason DePape um, from CU. I'm actually, what is his title? I'm going to look that up. He's like facilities manager? Like, associate ad for facilities um but but you talked to him basically wrote what the uh oh he's just straight up deputy athletic director so he's the number two at cu um oversees the department's internal operations i was promoted to senior a senior associate ad for departments internal 
I don't know what that all means. Oh, yeah. In addition to overseeing all staff members who coordinate the facility and maintenance needs for Folsom Field, Dahl Ward, all that stuff, he now oversees human resources and the stadium's concessions. Oh, concessionaire. Levy. So, yeah, he does all the facilities stuff. Not, I mean, he doesn't. He has people for that, but he's up at the top. Point is, he explained what the new court looks like to Brian. So we're going to talk about what that looks like and then talk about whether they make good decisions or not. And that's the plan for the first part of the podcast. There were a couple other notes in that story as well. Um, second half of the podcast, we're talking about... Oh. Oh, no, this, that is right. That is right. I had to, like, we're talking about the Pac-12 and a potential deal with Apple. And I was like, wait, no, I just had a new idea for that. I didn't realize I already had that in my notes. Just realized that's the idea that I just put in my notes. Um, so, yeah, Apple now has the deal with MLS, every MLS game being streamed through Apple TV+. Plus, and could that be good news for the Pac-12? Well, it's certainly not bad news. Uh, so we're going to talk about that just a little bit later on. Uh, so that's the plan for today. Um, close out the week with this sort of stuff. Not much for news. I did see CU added a punter. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, a 2022 punter. What does that mean for Ashton Logan? Do they not think that he's ready to be the guy? Like, is there some... Dr- he's, the new punter's a walk-on. Makes sense. You, you, you got to have backups in case... Knock on wood, you know what it's in case of. Um, and you're not going to spend multiple scholarships on punters because that would be a pretty ridiculous thing to do. Honestly, like if there's one thing that I would bash Carl for the hardest, it would be if he added a second scholarship punter. Um, there is no need for that. But uh, yeah, so that did happen, but that's not even really news. It's a walk-on. Um, and I think that that is it. Um, okay, so let's just jump in. This new basketball court, and again, it's according to Brian Howell, who is from the Daily Camp. You guys know who Brian is. Um, Very good reporter, as you can tell by the fact he broke the news of the basketball court, um, which I didn't... I I was surprised that they were willing to share those details. Seems like the kind of thing that, like, you announce with some, like, dramatic reveal... Um, but what do I know about when to be dramatic? Um, so, the notes, which you should read this whole story for yourself. Um, you can do that through the Daily Camera. You can do it from buffzone.com. Um, interesting. So, it actually says the the old floor was installed 14 years ago. Which is interesting to me. Because they changed the kind of like the artwork, like the paint job on the floor in 2016. Um, so I know that the NBA has a rule that basically says every 10 years you have to change your floor just because they get worn out and it's a safety hazard if you use them for too long. Um, and so when they said that they were going to change it, I was, I know it seemed like a little bit early, right? If you change it in 2016 at the same time, um, it, it's fun to get a new floor so I'm never going to be against that um but that surprised me I I skimmed this earlier I'm going to be honest um here's what that's going to look like um it's pretty simple um which we'll talk about in a second but it, it sounds like the the primary Ralphie logo is 
Oh, this is interesting. Um, but how do I explain? It's the primary Ralphie logo is going to center court. So it's not the CU logo with like right now it has the CU logo in the Ralphie. You know, now it's just going to be Ralphie, but it does say with a gold CU and gold trim. So maybe there is a CU in it, but that would make it the secondary logo. So I'm not sure where the CU is. Um, but yeah, um, there will still be flat irons, but the flat irons will they they will be on the uh, on the sidelines. So you'll be able to look on the sideline. It'll have the flat irons, but on the court, nothing. Um, so it's going to be a very very simple design. Um, we haven't talked about here yet. I've tweeted it. Not a huge fan of that. Like go do something like just be notable with your court do it for recruiting reasons and they did say like the the student athletes were a part of this process they asked for their input those sorts of things and this is kind of what they wanted um but do something cool like at least get the flat irons on the court like i i don't know like i i'm i'm not going to pass total judgment until i see it it's like flat irons on the sideline that's where the people sit like like, when are you ever going to see those? Like, maybe they're on the baselines? I don't know. It's It seems like a weird thing to me. Maybe it'll look cool. Who knows? Um, but I wanted something cool. Like, just do really big flat irons if you want. Do at least make the logo in the middle really big. Like, it's, I don't know. There's got to be cool things to do. It doesn't say anything about the 5280 or, I guess, the elevation because I guess it is a little bit different up there. But get the elevation in there somewhere. I don't know. It, I'm disappointed. Would have been fun to have like a notable, iconic sort of floor. Um, and I think one of the things that Brent said is like it's going to be, it's going to be classic. It's a very classic look, which I understand. Like that's cool. But also, if you go for the classic look, like when you change the floor again in six years or ten years or whatever, nobody's gonna remember it. You know, there's, you're never going to look back and say, like, oh, you wouldn't believe the floor they had. It was it was so cool. It's like, yeah, it just it is just a floor, which I guess when you talk about floors, it's like floors are floors. Some people have like hardwood floors and they get proud of that. And I'm like, I don't I don't care what your floor is. It's a floor. And when it comes to basketball, I don't know. I guess I get more excited about it, but like, I don't know. Do something cool with the uniforms then. Not that they're bad now, but like, again, I don't think anybody's like. Ooh, you know, like, here's what would be cool is if when, I don't know, say Florida State, random school, Florida State, they get a new floor. When when they have their meeting to talk about the new floor, somebody in that meeting, it'd be cool if they said like, ooh, well, you know how CU's floor is? We should try to do something like that. Like, we should, we want to be like them. Like, what are the good floors right now? Like, oh, CU's, that's that's one you try. And, and this is one where it's like, nobody's nobody's going to care. Like, if you, I, again, like, classic, classic is cool, sort of, um, but if you have, like, when it, when Oregon fans, Oregon fans play CU, they watch the game, like, maybe they come out here, maybe they watch on TV, I bet that with this new floor, two weeks after they watch the game, if you say, hey, what, do you remember what CU's floor looked like? They wouldn't even be able to tell you. That would be my guess. And, and right now it's like maybe they probably they might remember like the flat iron design at the bottom. It isn't good enough. You'd probably remember it. Um, I have to remember that like I watch all the games in person. 
so I don't see it on TV all that much. Like you see the highlights, and sometimes you rewatch a little bit, but I don't know. Like be notable, do something cool. This is, uh, I'm disappointed. Same thing with the uniforms. Where it's like right now, if you ask somebody at Oregon, like what what do what do CU's uniforms look like? Maybe they could tell you about what is it? Is it like the 16 degree skew or or whatever it is that kind of tilts all the letters and they have that big brick font? Maybe that maybe they could tell you something about the uniform. I don't know, but there's nothing notable about it. Like it's not like a good uniform. It's not bad either. Like it's 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 pretty sharp. It's it's not in the bottom half of uniforms by any means. Um, I don't know how deep it is into the first half, but it. You know, like, just do something. Be notable, especially when you're trying to recruit. That's the big thing is, like, I don't know. Imagine imagine you're a, a, a high school kid, just a random high school kid at whatever high school in Texas. Just a Texas high schooler. That's you. Uh, put yourself in that mindset, and then you're, you're sitting down in the cafeteria, you're eating your like burger that's definitely not made of real food, and your friend walks in. And he's like, "Guess what? I just got two offers to play basketball." And you're like, "Oh no way, dude! Where?" He's like, "They're at Oregon, and they're at let's see. I didn't think of another example. Um, Arizona State or Oregon State. Let's just go keep it in the state. It's Oregon and it's Oregon State." You're like, oh, no way. Oregon's so dope. Like, they have all the different uniforms. They have that court that is, like, I don't know. I don't really like the court. I think the court's dumb. But they have that court. And it's like, even if it's a bad court, people think of it. And that's good. Like, that's branding. That's marketability. The same thing. It's like the all news is good news. It's like, that's not totally true. But it's... It is what it is, you know? Like, there, there is some truth to that. Just being notable and trying to be out there and brand yourself and be modern and set the, set the trends and do those sorts of things. I like it. I like that kind of stuff. And I think that that pays off specifically when you're trying to convince 17-year-olds that that's what they want to be. Because if you could say, like, hey, look, we painted on the real flat irons. Like, there's reddish color. It actually looks pretty cool with, like, the black and gold CU. Um the the cord is like a weird color instead of that maybe like there's just so many different ways you can take it and it's like I just I don't know I'm also again like I'm 25 like maybe when I'm 40 I'll look back on this podcast and be like no just put the logo in the middle and play basketball eh there's there's some validity to that but to me I just I can't imagine designing a basketball court and thinking like yeah you know what? We came up with these six mock-ups. Let's take the one that's just the logo in the middle. We'll have a flat iron on the side that maybe you'll be able to notice on TV and maybe not. Um, and again, we'll see what it looks like. Like, if you make it, maybe the court's a little bit of a different color. Like, I don't know what I want. Like, the, the current one is a little bit, it's a, it's a very light wood color. I don't know. Like, I guess technically that's brown. It's very light brown. Kind of light golden brown. I don't freaking know but like maybe you go for more of a like mahogany or more of a i can't think of a lot of woods but a dark another different kind of darker wood i we'll see or maybe like sometimes you see like the patchwork 
instead of just like the straight boards. Like maybe maybe they have some really sharp looking wood that feels Colorado. And you see it and you're like, okay, you have that. You have the the logo's a little bit oversized, you blew it up a bit. Um and, and that's kind of cool. Um like the lines are a color that like you don't have like a lot of options, but like the this gold really looks good with that wood color. Or this black does it looks. I I don't know, I don't know. Or maybe like the wood accentuates the flat irons that I really really hope you can see. There isn't a lot of room for, it. like the flat irons can only be so big on the sideline, you know. So, ah, I don't know. At the same time though, like the current court isn't all that great. Like it's. I'm looking at the picture now, and it's like I just don't know why you needed all those lines in the flat irons, and like I don't know. I I get you have to remember like 2016. Like if you had done that in 2012, people would be like, "Oh wow, that's sharp." Like, oh oh boy, this is this is setting the tone. 2016, it's like, yeah, this is this is modern. This is what people do now. And now, like six years later, you look back on it, and you're like, "Nah, we've come a long way since then." Graphic design has improved, and this whole, like, it's sharp and it's jagged, but also there's a lot going on with it. It's not, like, simplicity with the jagged. It's, like, there are, there's a lot of different lines in there. You know, it, new, court, new court makes sense to me. But if you're going to do it, then do it. You know, this is college basketball. It's, it's college basketball. Like, it's not high school where you got to be like, okay, this is probably going to look terrible. My high school back home, they got a new basketball floor. I'm not even sure when. It, it's been a minute. It's probably been maybe even close to five years. Just crazy to think about. It's still forward thinking for Columbia Falls, Montana, five years ago. But at least, like, three years ago. And it's, like, a super light color. I think it's actually kind of gray. I'm going to see if I can find a picture and explain it to you guys. If not, just Google Columbia Falls basketball floor. And uh, it doesn't look. Don't do that. It won't work. Oh my goodness! This, see now, I'm, there's my my team when I was in high school. Not my. I didn't play. I'm not big. Um, but then looking at that floor back then, it was so good. There's got to be a way to find a picture. Hey, look. There's my roommate. Um. Okay. Well, this has been fun. I should also say there's other notes in there. Um, they're, they're redoing the seating in the, what do they call it? The Dal Ward Suites, Dal Ward, do, 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 where did this go? Um, mm, it's, maybe it's down at the bottom there. Oh, the Byron White Club, oh, Dal Ward, yeah, the, the Byron White Club section. Um, the, there's some rust that had built up, so new seats and some of that sort of stuff. The other thing that you guys probably care more about, the sound system is in the process of being fixed. Because of the supply chain stuff, I still, like, I, I grasp, like, the big picture of what the supply chain is, but it's like, I don't, like, supply chain problem, like, it's a chain, right? Which means there's, like, 15 different pieces all linked together. So it's like, well, at some point, there's something that's messed up. And it's like, why? Is it the same piece in every supply chain like, that's, like, link number six, which is this guy and I don't even know. Like, the guy who has a pier or rents out a space on a pier and the, the guy at the pier is just busy now. Guy at the pier can't have workers. Guy at the pier, like, or the boat that goes to the pier, like, they can't supply enough people, so it takes them a long time to get things off the boat. I don't know. I don't understand. But 
the supply chain is messing with this part of my life as well, and that's the sound system. Um, they said that there's parts of it they've got and they're installing that fans will f- hear a difference this year, but they probably won't get the rest of the parts until December, and then they'll put them in in the spring, and for the 2023 season, sound system should be awesome. Um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Again, like I hear all the sound system stuff. I'm like, well, can you just can you really just not hear what people say? Because again, I'm in the press box, so I don't I'm not, I don't hear anything. But how could I hear anything, right? So I I've never listened to the Folsom Field sound system. I don't believe. Maybe you no know, Dead and Company would bring their own sound system. Have fun if you're going to that tonight. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I've ever listen to it so i i don't feel your pain but it sounds like there's a lot of pain with that sound system also sounds like it's going to be fixed up here pretty soon um i think that's it for that sort of stuff i wish if you tell me if i were to design a basketball court i'd i'd get a piece of wood that reminds me of the sunset i wonder if i just google like sunset colored wood floor is there like a type of tree that comes up no, actually, it kind of looks a lot like the color of my floor. Ooh, but there's like kind of a purplish wood, like one of those, and you had the, like the flat irons. It kind of looks sunsetty. I think that could be like a good idea, um, and maybe don't even go for the purple, but at least like the brown. Those browns that change colors, and there's a little bit of yellow. There's what is? Uh, come on, just tell me what kind of wood this is. Damn it, maple sunset. Oh, that's actually called sunset. Oh, there's hickory sunset. There's a lot of different wood sunset. What's this one called? Warm Sunset. It's not that warm, though. It's actually quite a bit darker than those other two. Oh, this is how lighting affects it. Oh, interesting. Lighting. I guess it would make sense that lighting would affect floors differently. But yeah, get one that's that makes you feel like a sunset. And I get that Like that doesn't mean... like It's not going to be orange and blue, because that wouldn't make any sense. It's wood. And we don't... I, don't, I'm, I think I'm against painting the floor. Although, again, like if it's notable... Hey, do what you got to do. Um, but you know how there's like, you drink wine and it's like, oh, it tastes like, tastes like an apple. And it's like, no, that's fruit. Like that actually does kind of make sense. Like, oh, it tastes like this. This is a steak wine. Like kind of, it feels steaky to me. I don't know what words people actually use. Like it tastes like peanuts or something like that. And you're just like, well, whatever. But you know how wine can have all those different tastes in it. But really when you actually drink it, you're like, no, you're an idiot. This is wine. This is wine flavored wine whatever like yeah when you look at the wood and say this is sunset people are gonna be like no that's wood but if it has like whatever those undertones are and they put the flat irons with that and then for a logo i'm not sure which logo i'd use i'd have to check those out especially because like the gold could clash a little bit potentially unless i mean that might be kind of the i don't know what color the flat irons would be because the sunset wood is pretty close to just the color of the flat irons right so maybe maybe they're just black Black flat irons. I'd want to see it because that could look terrible. But like if you did black flat irons and say like, yeah, because it's kind of like it's kind of backlit. So you don't really see the color. It's almost silhouette because of the sunset. Um, I'd be tempted by that. But if then if you have like that kind of brownish, sunny sunset, whatever kind of wood we're talking about, I, I really wish I had words to explain the nuances in wood. But the thing is, like, when there's, I don't know all the different wood or brown names, right? Where it's like, oh, this is a, 
see, I don't know them. It's like when you talk about blues, it's like, no, that's aquamarine. No, that's sunset. That's bluebird. That's all the other blues. Like, I just don't have enough brown words to explain what I mean. But, like, you have that. You have those flat irons. Maybe a lot of black on the logo. Maybe a silver, silverish logo. Maybe the gold fits right in there as well. Um, then you have, like, gold three-point lines. Black, I don't know. I don't know. But you see where I'm going with it, right? And who knows? Like, maybe they're doing the same thing. They take the flat irons off, but they do have, like, a cool color of wood. And I guess at this point, that's all you can hope for is just a cool cover of wood, which is a shame. Um, ooh, what's this one called? Classic black wall, wooden floor, empty room, sunset in the room. It doesn't tell me what color that wood is, though. Okay, well, we can move along. Real quick, before we get into this Apple TV stuff, which you are going to love, let me tell you. I have not prepared. Okay, so weird thing happened there. Um, I was recording this podcast yesterday and then had things to do last night and was way behind. And so I realized that I couldn't finish this podcast and be on time. Um, so th- I've now jumped like 24 hours forward. Well, not that far, like 18 hours forward. Um, and since then, a lot has happened. Like this morning, I went and I golfed, shot an 88, which, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed. I was playing RK, and he he shot an 83, but we're playing a game, like match play, just match play. I lost all the different forms, um, and that was disappointing. But also, went to Sonic last night, and holy shit, was that good. Um, so I'm kind of hungry. I have this milkshake. I just got back from golfing. Like I'm all sweaty. It was hot out there. I'm a little bit sunburned because I didn't reapply sunscreen and that sort of thing. But I, I got a large milkshake last night and there's a bunch left. And so I'm really hoping that it melts, like really hoping that it melts because we're headed, we're actually going to Blake street tavern. I haven't been to Blake street tavern in forever. Um, I should say like whenever I mention another bar, like also, DMVR bar, cool place, the Avs game. But we're headed to the, the the game two tonight, meeting some friends over at Blake Street Tavern first. Their food's incredible. I'm going to grab some nachos over there. Also, whenever I say that on like a DMVR podcast, I feel like I should say, nachos at DMVR, also very, very good. Eat some of those. Um, but we're leaving like an hour, and I'm going to wrap this podcast up and just pray that this milkshake that's been in the freezer for whatever, not 18 hours, probably like, 12 hours no more than that 14 hours i'm hoping that that milkshake is just i don't need a lot i just need a little bit and i'm so hungry um actually i shouldn't say this i ate the last you guys don't give a shit about this though let's move along um real quick gotta give a shout out to the friends the homies over at Lightshade dispensary Uh, if you guys can't go to the avs game or actually even if you do go to the avs game Maybe hit up Lightshade Dispensary first. It's it's really good stuff. Um, I so we went to game one and it was like electric. They give you the wristbands that like change colors and they like flash and like the section next to you is red and your section is blue and they do all these patterns and those sorts of things. I could imagine that if you went to Lightshade first, you'd have the time of your life. Um, and if you're going to the bar or something, that's a great way to kick it off, especially because bar prices are kind of ridiculous. Um, not, not at the DMVR bar. We price things so reasonably. Um, but, but everywhere else when you go, you, it's like, ah, you know, a $7 beer, oh, that's too bad. 
pop an edible first, get yourself some nachos, and you're going to have the time of your life watching some hockey. Um, go over to Lightshade Dispensary. It's an awesome place. If you do go, I suggest you go to the location on 6th and Federal. It's like it's actually a block away from there. It's the Barnum location. It's the biggest store. has all sorts of different products. And they have... Oh, no, 10, 10 other. They have 10 other locations in Denver and Aurora. So get get to one of those for sure. You will not be disappointed. At any of those dispensaries, you can use the code DMVR. You'll get 25% off. And that's, uh, that's the move. Also, want to give a shout out to the friends over at Sexy Pizza. Um, one of the reasons I'm disappointed about going to Blake Street instead of the DMVR bar for like our pregame festivities is because Sexy Pizza has been bringing the Avs guys pizza for their pregame show and I've been stealing pieces and it's been incredible and I haven't thought about that all day until right now when I saw Sexy Pizza and it's so good it's so good um they bring a whole bunch of different kinds I've told I've said before I'm not the most adventurous pizza eater like I'll eat any kind of pizza but I don't know. Like, give me if I'm if I'm ordering pizza, I'm just getting the pepperoni, and I'm gonna be happy with it. But all the their pizzas are so good. And I don't know why. Um, you know, the there's that one that they gave us. What did I say it was? It's pepperonis. It's like green peppers and just balls of mozzarella. And this is on top of like the normal cheese they put on pizza, but the mozzarella balls they like melt just a little bit less. So I spread out a little bit. They aren't like the they're like the size of a quarter, probably. When they melt, they just get like a little bit wider than that. And you eat one, and they're so good, especially with one of the peppers, because the peppers can be a, honestly peppers on pizza. They can be a bit much, um, but when you combine it with just that little bit of extra cheese, so good. And I'm so hungry, and I had I had so I had a white claw and a half on the golf course, but they were the big ones. Um, which I'm not sure if those are like 18 ounces or 24 ounces. So it's like the equivalent of having like three white claws, which I think is contributing. And also I haven't eaten today, I just realized. Sexy pizza. Get some sexy pizza. I pr- that is my new craving right now. As good as Blake Street is, sexy pizza, incredible stuff. And you should go to www.sexy.pizza. They have extended their code. Um, the, the code works through the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which... Could be a week. It hopefully it's just a week. It could be more than that. Code is DNVR Avs. Sorry, I'm I'm drooling a little bit. DNVR Avs. No space. DNVR Avs. www.sexy.pizza. It's good stuff. And also DraftKings Sportsbook, the official no an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup playoffs or final. Let me double check this. Uh, final an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final right now they have an awesome promotion for new users put five dollars on uh, either team to win any of these games you'll get $150 in free bets instantly it's a really cool promotion that you should definitely get in on and like I said you don't even have to get the winner right you just have to make the bet and you'll wind up getting the $150 in free bets, but bet on the Avs. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMDR. Bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game. You'll get 100 and 100. Oh, it's $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code DMVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
All right. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. We, I mean, we've got to go with these playoffs. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take Avalanche minus one and a half games. That means they win four to two or more, or four to two or like four to one or just sweep them. You can get that at minus 145 odds. That's a great value. Um, I'm tempted to take the minus two and a half and say they win in f- four or five, but we'll, we'll say they could also win in six. Take that minus 145 instead of the plus 150. And that's your DraftKings pick of the week. Avs, minus one and a half games, minus 145. Get in on that. All right. Into this Apple TV talk. Um, luckily I've had even more time to think about it, which is good because it has been on my mind because I've been thinking like, okay, don't forget you have to do this podcast. You have to do the second half of this podcast. Don't forget about that. This is how you plan your day. Golf, second half of the podcast, Blake Street, Avs game, figure out the rest of your life after that process. Um, and because of that, it's been on my mind and I've had a chance to think about a couple more things. Um, and we'll start with why we're talking about this right now. And the reason is we've talked about the idea that Apple could jump in and buy the Pac-12 media rights for a couple of years now. I mean, honestly, since I started this podcast three years ago, uh, which is crazy to think about, but we're not going down that road. So for three years, it's been this whole like we're building toward the summer of I mean, 2024 when the media rights expire. But in the year half, year and a half or so before that is when the negotiations happen. And we're coming up on that window. I would guess that negotiations start before this next football season starts. So in the next two, three months or so, um, which again, I'm not the most educated person on this topic, but in terms of just studying the things that other people have like reported, I'm right up there. And so... I will say that in the next couple months, these negotiations open. And like I said, for the past few years, it's been, okay, so Fox is going to be involved. ESPN is going to be involved. CBS is involved. Maybe you get NBC involved. All the big TV guys, they're involved. But could you also see a world in which Amazon could jump in? And if Amazon jumps in, that would be a little bit easier to predict because we've seen them make some moves with Thursday night football, for example. They've, they've, they've started to dip their toes into live sports. Um, but also, could Apple jump in? And again, that's been a little bit of a pie-in-the-sky type of deal. And the thing with Apple is you never know what's on their mind because they just... Everything they announce is just out of nowhere. Um, so... Because of that, it's hard to say, like, okay, Apple's going to come in with this bid. Because the thing about Apple is it's a lot like the Broncos' ownership situation. Remember when all the bids were coming in? It's like, you have this bidder and that bidder and that bidder. The truth is, if Apple wants Pac-12 football rights, Apple's going to get them. Because they just have that much money. They are the most valuable American company in the world, worth like whatever, $2.2 trillion. Microsoft is right behind them, sort of, at $1.8 trillion. Like when you look at those two numbers, 2.2 versus 1.8, they're pretty close. When you realize that that's a $400 billion difference, actually that's pretty notable. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's Apple. If they want it, they can have it. They've got $100 billion just in cash in a bank account somewhere. They've got another $100 billion in investments that they could pull out, um, which they have 7% of the holdings of all S&P 500 companies, which is just wild to think about. Um, but the point is, like, if it comes down to the negotiations of like, okay, we're, we can offer you... $500 million. Oh, we can offer you $600 million. Apple could swoop in and just be like, okay, we want it. We'll double it. Similar to what the, the Walmart family can do. Rob Walton can do with the Broncos where it's like, oh, you guys are saying, oh, we can get $3 billion in. We can get $3.2 billion in. Well, we could just throw at, we could throw $10 billion at it and we wouldn't even notice. Um, so that's the thing about the Apple bid is if they want it, they have it. And again, the the reason is that the reason why this comes up now in particular is because we have this sort of backstory between the Pac-12 and the potential Apple relationship, but also because Apple just made a deal with Major League Soccer, and that deal is notable because I think it's the first true live sports deal, or I guess they've been doing this stuff with baseball. They broadcast a couple baseball games a week. We'll get into that sort of stuff in a second. But starting in 2023, every MLS match, which is like MLS, the League's Cup, MLS Next Pro, MLS Next. I don't know what the hell those things are at the end, but there's a 10-year deal with Apple, and all of those events will be broadcast on Apple TV+. Plus. Which, again, I know a lot of people look at that and say, well, I don't want another subscription. It's like, yeah, we get it. You don't want another subscription. But if you're the diehard MLS fan who's been getting the Paramount Plus subscription plus the whatever subscription plus the whatever else, the ESPN subscription plus whatever else because they want to watch all those matches and they're spread out across all those different things, well, being able to pay $5 a month for Apple TV Plus, that's worth it. Oh, wait. I'm seeing it. Oh, $10 a month if you want it to include your whole family. So $10 a month max. It's whatever. Um, that's, a, that's a good thing. And if it, if the Pac-12 had a situation like that where every Pac-12 thing is on Apple TV Plus and I, I, you have to blow $5 a month, well, guess what? I blow $40 a month with all the fees and stuff for Sling just for Pac-12 Network. So I would love this. The 10-year deal between Apple and MLS, it's worth $2.5 billion. Um, obviously, that's $250 million a year. I'm not sure that that matters much for the Pac-12, right? Because it's not like you can look at that and say, well, the MLS is worth this and the Pac-12 is worth this. That's not even comparing apples and oranges. It's like comparing apples and alligators. Um, so, point is... Apple seems to be more interested in adding live sports than they have in the past, which is something that we probably expected and anticipated, but now we can point at this and say it is absolutely true. Um, we'll see if they're involved with the Big Ten. I don't think there have been any reports that they are, um, but maybe that lines up well for them to jump into the college football world with the Pac-12. Um, maybe college basketball too. Odds are if, you make, if, if they take one, they take both. But football is worth about 90% of a media deal. Basketball is worth about 10% of a media deal. And all the other things, I guess that means they're just worth zero. Um, 
realistically, maybe like you have Stanford soccer, maybe that's worth like a point oh oh whatever percent. Um, but that's the way that they, these things are sort of structured. Um, in terms of like the the content that Apple puts out, again, they have a massive budget. You look at everything else they do with Apple TV Plus. Like they can get whoever they want. Uh, Ted Ted Lasso is the big TV show that they have right now. I mean, it's good. And you got to spend some money to have Jason Sudeikis. You look at like how they shoot that, and it's obvious that they spend the money. Like to be able to shoot what look like full on Premier League soccer matches, that takes some money. That's not something that anybody can just go do. Um, I'm not sure what the budget is, but it's pretty freaking high. You also look at the other things they do, you know, the TV show that is just created by M. Night Shyamalan, getting him in for anything costs a lot of money. That's a good get. You know, they have Tom Hanks is involved in different things. They have Oprah involved with some sort of show. They have a lot of really big name people that take a lot of money. And so when it comes to producing all of the football games, I think it's pretty safe to say that at least visually they'll do it better than anybody. I know that I I haven't watched any of the baseball broadcasts they've done just cuz I I am not interested in baseball, which is a whole different thing. And you know, I see a lot of buff fans saying like we need we need we need a baseball team at CU. And to me I'm like I don't want that. Again, that's it's a different world for me because it's like, yeah, then I have to do more work. But also, like in Montana, they don't have high... Actually, they're going to have high school baseball in Montana. I think that starts either next year or the year after. They're actually going to have high school baseball in Montana. Um, but the point is, I didn't grow up watching high school baseball. Like, that wasn't a thing. Um, Montana doesn't have, like, a baseball team, so I didn't even... I didn't even realize that college baseball was a thing until I got down here. It's like, okay, these people want college baseball. I've never turned on the College World Series. People say it's great, but I'm not like a baseball fan to start with. The Rockies are bad. Like if the Rockies were good, I'd watch every Rockies game, but I wouldn't watch any other games probably at least until the end of school when or the end of the end of the summer when you start to get into like, oh, you need this team to lose. Or, like, the Rockies could be in it. You should learn about the other teams. Like, then maybe I'd turn on some other stuff. With hockey, I never got to that point. Like, when it got to the playoffs, yeah, I watched the other playoff hockey. Um, with baseball, I think I'm even less inclined. But So, again, it's a me thing. That's why I don't watch baseball. Point is, I haven't watched these Apple MLB games. Maybe I should just to be able to talk about this better. But what I've heard is that the commentary is not stuff that people like. Um, that they get off topic. It's like, in my mind, again, like, you wanted them to talk about baseball for three and a half hours? Dear Lord, I don't think I could listen to that. Um, but but then also, it does look like they produce things in a pretty way. I'm not a huge fan. I have seen, like, the like the scoreboard they put up. They try new things. I think that's pretty clear in everything that they do. And I think that could turn some people off. But if they were to broadcast football... You know, when you think about, like, the Sky Cam that the ESPN debuted, like, 15 years ago and has now become a part of, like, Sunday Night Football has it, Monday Night Football has it, um, college, there's some college football games that have it. Like, I think it's safe to say that sort of thing is going to be involved. Like, they want things to look nice. They'll use the thing that everybody calls an 8K camera but isn't actually 8K. Um, we'll see a bunch of shots like that. The game will look pretty, especially when you remember that the ESPN crew, like, they aren't even using the state-of-the-art cameras. Like, I think it was the Rose Bowl. They 
just like looked blurry because they don't have those cameras out there. And it sounds like people have pressured them into it and bashed them enough that they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll use the good cameras for the Pac-12 games too. But also it's like, why do we have to push you into that? Like you should want things to look good for you, not just because we noticed. Um, but if there was a deal with Apple, I do think that in terms of the production of the game, maybe not commentary, but probably commentary. I think in terms of just like the visual stuff, the sound stuff, like how does it look, how does it sound, it would be the best there is. It would be the very best there is. In terms of who is in the booth talking about the games, you know, if you're comparing it to Pac-12 Network, I think they probably improve it. And that's nothing against like Yogi Roth and the crew that does those sorts of things. Um, but I do think that that's a situation where they look around and say, okay, who's been in media, who played football in the Pac-12, and is currently available, we'll throw a bunch of money at them to make sure this works. Um, the play-by-play guy obviously is a little bit different path. It's not necessarily a former player, but I, I do think that they would be investing in those sorts of things. And I don't think, I don't think they look at taking Pac-12 football and say, we need to be interesting ourselves. I think they say like, yeah, we just need to broadcast the game with people who are good at that. You know, when it comes to baseball, a lot of the thinking is how do we make people want to watch baseball for three and a half hours? And the answer is we bring in Katie Nolan and these other people to do whatever weird things they do that aren't necessarily what NBC does when they broadcast games or ESPN does when they broadcast games. See if it works. See if we can make it entertaining. Build around the personalities. Um, with with football games, it's football. People want to watch football. Maybe Pac-12 football less. You're still getting football fans who just want football with traditional football analysis. So I don't worry too much about that aspect here. Um, could it could it happen? I think is the big question. Probably something we should have talked about a long time ago. I think the answer is yes. I think it could. I think that if Apple were to jump into college football broadcasting, I think that again they get what they want. They they can say you know what we're gonna blow three billion dollars on these rights. And if it doesn't work out, we're not even gonna notice, and we can just say nope, we're done with that in ten years when the deal's over. I think that because of that, you say, well, you probably just start at the top with the SEC and build around there. But I do think that the Pac-12 has its appeal. Um, you know, the SEC is the big shiny Ferrari, and the the Pac-12 is a, a muscle car from the 70s that hasn't been kept up. And if you if you put that into into good shape, you could see how that could become maybe not just as valuable as SEC football, but could become very valuable, especially compared to what it looks like right now. And I think that, that Apple probably comes in and says, well, why why aren't things working for the Pac-12? Why aren't they getting eyes on things? A lot of it is just because they aren't broadcasting places people watch, and that, that aspect kind of spirals. Um, the product hasn't been as good as the SEC product for the last decade, for the most part, um, and... Guess what? Now you have Lincoln Riley doing Lincoln Riley things. Utah seems to have a, a level of success that, you know, maybe maybe top five in the country isn't sustainable, but a top 25 program, very sustainable. That's right there with what Oregon is. Um, UCLA seems to be in a solid place that should get it just outside the top 25 half the time, just inside half the time. Washington is Washington. I think that you can look at this and say, if we start broadcasting this, USC gets back to what USC should be. It should be a powerhouse, and it will be under Lincoln Riley. Who knows how long it takes, but that's coming the next couple of years. I think the Pac-12 itself is going to put a better product out there, regardless of how much money they have. 
Now, you throw a bunch of money at them, all of a sudden, that builds up. And you throw that money at them because you can get every single Pac-12 broadcasting right, and you'll have that. Now, you remember, where's the Pac-12 based? Four teams in California. Two pretty close to where all of the Apple stuff is, all this tech stuff. So you could totally see that they would want to invest in this West Coast brand of football um, and, and that they are neighbors and that they probably have a lot of partnerships with schools. And those partnerships could probably get even deeper because they probably already bring in a bunch of students from a Stanford, maybe from a USC too. Um, but you put this deal in, you build an internship program, you do whatever. I think that there's a lot of things that could really invite a, a company like Apple to make this investment because it is super high upside. And that seems like the kind of thing they do. Now, all of a sudden you have every USC game in a world in which USC is making more money and, and USC should be in the college football playoff. Honestly, once every four years, once every four years at the very least, you also have the chance that Oregon you know, you, you have somebody else in there at least once every four years, and you have a Pac-12 team in their total every other year, uh, which is a step forward, and I think that that in this world is probably maybe even just a little bit conservative. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think that it would make a lot of sense. Um, I think that it's easy to look at these kinds of things. It's like, well, you just want more bidders at the table. You just want more bidders at the table. And it's like, yeah, but Apple's not really a bidder. Apple's like either they have it or they don't. And I don't think the difference between, oh, we got to give you, you know, 400 or no, let's say $500 million for the next 12 years. Uh, I don't know. Uh, could we, we could offer 450. No, either Apple wants it or they don't. And they either have it or they don't. So it's definitely a good sign that they're getting even deeper into live sports. I think that there's a chance that they get involved. And if they're involved, that, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is going to need to brand itself differently than other conferences. You know, SEC on Fox makes a lot of sense. Pac-12 on Apple makes maybe even more sense. So we'll, we'll see what plays out there. And uh, I think we can leave it at that. I'll be back on Monday talking about something. I'm not really sure what, uh, but I will see you then.